let's start. So we're starting. So we're back on the rant. We're Lincoln's here. And just as a preface to what we're going to talk about, it's probably going to be a lot more emotionally charged, at least from my perspective, as I am not a policy expert on Israel, nor do I really, I know the history of Israel as a New York City secular Jew, but as someone with family and friends and obviously a connection to the country, like so many people, this has been an insanely emotional, ridiculous past 24, 48 hours. So I don't know where we want to start. I think I want to start just by saying that from a political standpoint, the one thing that I want to just remind people of is that Bibi is Israel's Trump. He, there have been protests in the street for months with hundreds of thousands of Jews of all colors and backgrounds fighting to save their democracy from a leader who is somehow in power because he made arrangements with the farthest fringe nut jobs on the right to keep his narcissistic ass in power. And somebody today also threw him a lifeline to form a government and he refused. He refused and he wants to he wants this to be taken to Hamas and he wants to appease those insane far right ultra orthodox Jews who are predominantly responsible for all of the bullshit going on in the occupied territories and people are going to bring up Janine and they're going to bring up the fighting and Israelis going in and stealing people's homes and this is not about it is partially about that but this is for for me at least the bigger picture of the terror of Hamas and their sole purpose on the planet being to wipe every Jew off the face of the planet and eradicate the state of Israel for Jews. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I, I want to start with a conversation I had yesterday with a friend of mine. I okay. Went out to another, you know, a guy who you may know or not, but a, 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 an American Jew here from New York. So similar background, my age. And like me, and more like you actually, he has more friends and family there than I do. Like me, his closest family there are Orthodox, as is the case with me, which means that we couldn't call them yesterday. Right. Right. Yesterday was Saturday. We weren't getting text backs. Everybody was worried. And and I'm sure you have you were in that situation. I'm sure many of people who will hear this podcast were in that situation. And we were chatting. We were talking. And one of the things we talked about is how we feel silenced during these moments because there is pressure. Because what is happening, what, what, what has happened in the last 24, 36 hours, we're recording mid morning Sunday is is atrocities against the Jewish people that are different than what Hamas has done in the past. Correct. And, and it is horrible. And, and Jew or Gentile, you have to recognize that. Just as the hundreds of people who have been killed by the... Uh, and I'm not, I'm not talking about Hamas fighters. I, I don't have a strong feeling about it. I'm not shedding a tear for them. But the civilians who will die in Gaza. Correct. Uh, as of the IDF. So, so we start with that, but, but we... But who have also been dying, who have also been dying as Mark, okay. Right, but we're also saying how if we say anything more than that, we feel shouted down by our own community, right? So people who are both Jewish and on the left, this is a difficult issue to talk about. But yeah. we're going to talk about it anyway. And I want to begin by saying something about, a couple things about Bibi since you brought it up. Okay. You know, our grandparents, our, I don't know your grandparents, but they're the same generation as my grandparents. You know, my grandparents were all born here. And, you know, they made a lot of decisions in life about politics by asking the question, is it good for the Jews? 
which frankly always struck me as kind of a strange question because nothing is ever good for the Jews. Right. It's just how bad is it for the Jews is a better way to think about it. But in that important language, BB is bad for the Jews. Yep. And has been for a long time. Yep. And I tell my students that if you want to understand Netanyahu, whenever he says the Jewish people, just replace it with the words my political career. Correct. Because yeah. what this man cares about is his career first, second, and always. But in Similar case, to Trump, who leads the cult here. Similar to Trump. What Trump cares about is attention Correct. and ego. Bibi's more focused. He's also more smarter, but so are, you know, 7 billion people on this planet are smarter than Trump. Um, but there's also, we have to talk about from the kind of tactical side, the extraordinary intelligence failure on the part of Israel, right? That this happened. 50 years, almost to the day after Correct. the World War, that the intelligence once again, once again, failed to see this. And obviously at some point, after we get through the fog of the next few weeks, heads should roll. In but they, they might, effort. but they might not, because I just, let no, me just but, say. But wait, 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 but there's one last thought here. The honorable thing to do, the honorable thing that a, a government in a parliamentary system does when they screw up this badly is they resign. That'll never happen. That will never happen, but I want just listeners to understand there is precedent for that. It is understanding that an honorable system, when you screw up, when a parliamentary system is different than a presidential system, you resign and you have new elections. That is what a government does when it screws up this badly. Because the one thing that the state, that the government is supposed to do in Israel is protect people from being pulled out of their homes and pulled out of outdoor festivals because they're Jewish and, 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 and walk down, down the street, you know, and, and killed, which is unfortunately what is a, a very real fear here about the uh, civilians and the born of an Israeli who, who were taken by Hamas. Let's just say for the record that the hundreds of people that were at that festival, many of them were not Israeli. Many of them were there from other European countries, from other countries that were there. And that too will play a part, I am so sure, in how this situation is handled, whether, whether or not it affects the IDF. What I did hear which was interesting to your point of where the error and how the IDF fell asleep at the wheel was that it was at the direction of the ultra-Orthodox Jews in the South to have the IDF removed. That is why there were no tanks. That is why there were no stations. That, from what I heard, from the reporting that I've been hearing, that was and part they, of the agreement they, that Netanyahu made with the ultra-Orthodox. And he's, I don't even, I, I would even go and they, further. And they, and they know about these tactical military things because of all the service they've done at the IDF over the years, right? Yeah, exactly. They know what they want because they don't want anybody snooping in on what they're doing on that land. I mean, there's definite reasons for their... So, so you know, this, I, again, I want to, I think this is a discussion we have to have. We have to talk about this because... But I, we also, I also recognize that both you and I will be attacked by many in our community for not simply saying at this moment in time, BB right or wrong, which is the absolute wrong thing to be saying at this right. moment. But what, what concerns me, I mean, when we think what, we know what will happen in the next, we're recording Sunday morning in the next 48, 72 hours, which is that the IDF will, will, uh, how to say, create a lot of problems for the people of Gaza. Correct. Right? However, can yeah. I, just before you go on, Netanyahu did say, and I know it's a, this too is a conundrum, he did say, leave now. 
to, he right. reached out to all the civilians. However, <laughs> you really can't leave an occupied territory. They have nowhere to go. Gonna, right, where are they going to go? And when you tell people, leave now or we're going to kill you, the term for that is ethnic cleansing, right? So, so we know, but we know that, I mean, you don't have to be a military expert to know that the superior uh, military capability of the state of Israel, even following this surprise attack, is going to, is going to kick in. Right. Mm -hmm. And it is going to get very ugly in Gaza. And everyone who's paying attention knows that regardless of where you stand on the conflict. Correct. Right? If whether you're a Hamas loyalist or a Likudnik or, or you don't care or anywhere in between, you right. must understand that is what will happen in the next 48, 72 hours. That was inevitable from the moment the first bomb, you know, from the moment the first person came up and started taking hostages. But in the bigger picture, one, I have to, and I wasn't thinking about this when I woke up this morning, but I have in the last few hours. The crisis of the Israeli state is even more acute now. Right. You know, remember that Saturday, yesterday, yesterday was the first Saturday in months. I don't know how months, four or five, a lot of months where there have not been massive demonstrations against this government of Israel because of their efforts to undermine and destroy Israeli democracy. Right. So that has happened. That takes a, you know, that, that, that is now on hiatus because of this conflict. Correct. But it's not going away. That crisis is not going away. Netanyahu may get a short-term bump because of the crisis, because he'd rather be talking about this than that, but the failure of the intelligence service undermines that. Correct. I don't now, think he's going to get a bump at all. I think this is going to piss people off even more. I think people, when the... So when the you, now have, you now have a deeply divided state, deeply divided nation, deeply divided people that is with a leader who will do anything to stay in power, making, co making coalition government with the least competent least patriotic uh, people and, and least democratic, least liberal in the kind of classical sense of the word, people in the state, uh, and, 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 a, and a military that is uh, intelligence services have been humiliated, regardless of who wins this war. The other outcome of this conflict, when you look, look not 48 or 72 hours down the road, but a week, two weeks, a month, a few months down the road, is one, the potential for escalation. Hamas Look, we don't have all the reports yet. We, do, you know, the, we don't know exactly what happened. But we, we, I think we'd all be surprised. Let me say this. It's very likely Iran has a hand in this. Correct. And right. Russia. Oh, yes. Well, whether or not Russia has a hand in this, Russia benefits hugely from this. Russia, Russia but, provided those drones that dropped the bombs. They don't have but, that. But Iran can't have that Saudi-Israel deal happening, right? So they encourage Hamas to do this. What, deal, what, the, what backup is Iran going to continue to give Hamas? Iran being one of the most powerful states in the region other than Israel, right? So the potential for escalation. The, the, what, what I'm getting at here is that I think the future of the Israeli state is in peril because of the combination. They're, and they're not, and look, this isn't 1962 anymore, right? Where there are powerful Arab states that want to and can destroy Israel. That's just not the case. But, the, but there is still the, uh, the, the crisis caused by the occupation. And there is now domestic instability of a kind we've really not seen in that state since it was formed. So, so in the longer long-term prognosis, it's not good. Like, well, what are you going to long-term? What are you going to do? Already, they've killed two people in Egypt: two Israelis and an Egyptian right. at Alexandria. It, it, they're already lobbing missiles in, in up in the north. Hezbollah is already is already you getting I, involved. So, you and, I, you and I were both raised. You know, roughly, I'm older than you, but not that much older than you. Right? A little bit. We were we were raised by you know, uh, we're we're among the, that that kind of generation of American Jews, boomers and Gen X, who are in most cases the first in their family born after the Holocaust, right? Right. Which I mean, the first generation. I had an older brother, but you know, 
and 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 therefore the first generation born after the state of Israel. We've never known a world without state a state of Israel. Our parents have. Our grandparents obviously did as well. Right. Um. And and we were raised on the same stories about Israel, right, within the Jewish community, even a radically secular one like mine. And one of them was that Israel's there so that Jews are safe, right. And whenever we have this discussion. If, you know, if, if we were live YouTubing this, there'd be comments from Israelis saying, you don't know what it's like because you're not here, which is, in fact, of course, true. Fine. But but the thing is this. I thought that the point was that, that, you're, that Israel's supposed to keep people Jews safe. Israel's making the world, this Israel is making the world less safe for Jews everywhere, including in Israel. Right. But it's not, but, but you're talking about Egypt. But listen, there, I mean... I'm just saying Egypt as a place. Egypt has listen. The last Egypt is also very involved in in de-escalating situations. Right. But I'm not. But I'm talking about the. But, but look at this. Thing. Let's be more. Let's bring closer to home. Every synagogue in America is upping their security this week. Correct. Right. Agreed. It's not great. I mean, I'm glad they're upping their security because I don't. Want Community people. centers, synagogues. I don't want people. To everybody. Hurt, but I mean, it's, they have to. They have to. And 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 it's not. I mean, look. We also know. You know, anti-Semitism is a constant. It's, 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 you know, as if you're familiar with the Tom Lehrer song, National Brotherhood Week, I signed it for my syllabus, and there's a line, he's making fun of National Brotherhood Week in the 1960s, and he says, the Protestants hate the Catholics, and the Catholics hate the Protestants, and the Hindus hate the Muslims, and everybody hates the Jews. I mean, that's the world we live in. That's always, I mean, sadly, that's just the way it is. But this is different. This is creating a climate where it is increasingly physically unsafe. And, and no matter how you slice it, the state of Israel, because of its misguided leadership, is yeah. contributing to that. Because I, you, and me, and my kids, and the people in our community who choose to go to shul, or, or, or just go to like a yoga class at a JCC, are, or, or swimming at the JCC, are less safe. Or we're a kippah, or we're or a Jewish we're, star, right, or we're right, anything that identifies you because, as Jewish. Because Bibi wants to stay in power. Yes. Because he has empowered the people. And let me, and I will tell you something else, because I was talking to my uncle, who was, you know, older, of, of, of uh, a different gen. He's Joe Biden's age, so he's 107. Okay. Joe Biden's age. <laughs> and, um, and he was very upset. And I'm really having, to, I'm, I'm so stressed out. I'm, I'm having trouble remembering it, things. You were saying about, about wearing a kippah. I don't, I don't remember. About how it puts everybody in danger. About how, how Jews everywhere now are in danger, whether they go to synagogue. Go ahead. That's what I was saying to him. Look, you and our listeners must recognize that there's a lot of anti-Semitism in the world, right? And we must recognize that there are a lot of countries where there is a, a high level of just de facto anti-Semitism, right? Right. And there are many national leaders, and I do not put Joe Biden in this category, who are anti-Semites, right? Full stop. There are many leaders of countries that either don't like Jews or would really like to cause harm to the Jewish people. Joe Biden is definitively not in that category, right? right? He is not. He's not. A, he, he's he is on this issue. Like Joe Biden likes the Jews. He's good for the Jews. He doesn't, you know, he's not an anti-Semite. But there is one, one leader in the world, one, and let's keep it a one because I don't want Donald Trump coming back in power. But there is one leader in the world who singles out secular American Jews, who builds his political success around attacking secular American Jews who questions whether people like you and me and my kids are Jewish. One leader in the world, and that's Netanyahu. And that's where he has taken Israel so that he can stay in power. Right. 
And the question this raises for me about the state of Israel is you increasingly have American Jews, particularly younger secular American Jews, are saying, "My, I'm done here. Why? I don't need this. I don't need the sirs. Right? This is not. This is. You know, you've created this problem for yourself. You deal with it. And that is, in the long run, not good for the state of Israel. Right. Aligning Bibi with Trump and MAGA and the far right might be good for Bibi's short-term career, but in my view, Bibi's short-term career is not as important as the survival of the state of Israel or of the Jewish people. And he's jeopardizing both by doing that. Right, and that's what happens when you're a selfish, narcissistic asshole who craves yeah, power. Ahead of a prison which is exactly like, which is exactly like every enabled by Americans in a completely dysfunctional government right now, who all of a sudden support Israel. She's our greatest ally. We stand with Israel. We stand with Netanyahu. They're tweeting out the dumbest shit. If you supported Israel. You would make sure right now. Israel is under attack, right? The, the this. I mean, there could be many more deaths in Israel. Many more Israelis being killed, civilian and, and military. Correct. Of and the Republican Party has allowed to has decided to indulge this. You know, if Tommy Tuberville has four brain cells to rub together, I'd be shocked. Yeah, right? I was going to say Tommy, that's that's a lot. That's a Tommy gift. Tommy Tuberville has you know the intelligence intelligence of a fence post, and my apologies to the fence post. Right, but. They have allowed him to essentially make our make our make us make our military weaker. A hundred percent. They have indulged that because of their loyalty to their cult leader. Now, I am not somebody who generally supports you know U.S. military interventions. I'm usually on the on the non-intervention side. But if you cannot, on the one hand, tweet that Israel is our ally, we must support it. Oh, and by the way, we've weakened our own military. Sorry, allies. Right. Yeah. And that is what they have done. You cannot. I mean, I was on a conversation on Friday before all this started on a, on a Zoom meeting Friday. And it was one of these calls where we had people from, you know, the United States, but also two other countries uh, and, and citizens of they're both citizens of the same country. But, but they were in different countries, a little international call. And, and one of them said to me and to my, the American, other American on the call, when are you going to form a government? Right. Because parliamentary terms, when you don't, have, when you don't, we don't have a government right now. Not having a speaker. We, if, if let's and they went on vacation and they fucking went on vacation. Let's say, let's say Joe Biden wants to pass a law to accelerate rearming Israel. Right now, there are many people in America that might not want that law. Right. There are certainly many listeners who, who then there are many people who say, well, look, if Hamas is going to rain unlimited amounts of bombs, we need to make sure they have. OK, there are a lot of ways to come down on that. But right now. We couldn't even do that. Right. Right? Because the Republicans, and yes, the Democrats, I understand all the House Democrats voted for, to, to uh, vacate the chair, as they should, because Kevin McCarthy is a, sleagy, is a sleazy, yeah. milk-toast, MAGA-adjacent uh, uh, fascist. So, so yeah, no, I do not expect my Democratic uh, member of Congress, Adriano Espaillat, or my mother's Democratic member of Congress, Nancy Pelosi, to vote to right. keep this guy a speaker. Right? They've, it's their, their circus, their monkeys, you choose the speaker. And if you can't do it, get the hell out of the way. Because you know who could govern with a five-seat majority? You know who could deliver the votes every time? Hakeem the Jer. Democrats yes. and Nancy Pelosi. Yes. So if you have a problem, you can't do it, let the other party try. Unfortunately, we've got to wait till, till, up until November to make Hakeem Jeffries speaker. But this is a problem they created. Not only can they not help help Israel right now, but the majority of the American people, the majority of the American people, and you and I fall in this camp, believe that it is important to help Ukraine defend itself from this war criminal, the Kremlin. 
right? Yeah, or else it's gonna be, or else that's what it's gonna be everywhere we, else until it creeps we, here. We, we, we believe that's important, and they shut they these MAGA people shut down the government over that issue, or they almost shut down the government. They refuse to include that. So right now, the question of, of continued aid to Ukraine is imperiled because of these people, and they will imperil it more because they will talk about Israel, and every time Biden brings up Ukraine, they will talk about Israel, and these things are related. If you want, and, and again, we can talk about different the role of the United States in the world, but I don't want to give Putin a bigger slice of this. Well, they will, and they will also... And, and, Go ahead. And let me just make it a little more terrifying for you. Oh. If I may. Go ahead. You know who else is watching? You know who else is seeing American dysfunction? You know who else is seeing an American ally attacked? You know who else is seeing the American sudden inability to continue to support an ally, uh, 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 Ukraine? Uh, and, and, and let's be clear. Zelensky said, if we don't get this aid, we lose this war. And he was telling the truth. It's not profound, but it's straightforward. Right. So he wasn't lying when he said that. Do you know who else is seeing this? No. And looking over uh-huh. across the Straits of Taiwan, <gasps> Xi Jinping. Yeah. So, so Xi has been talking for a long time about invading Taiwan. And I, I desperately don't want this to happen. I, I want to be clear because, because that would lead to a conflict that would make Ukraine look like a fucking Sunday school picnic. Pardon my French. No. Pardon my, my Georgian. But... But he, if, if he's ever going to do it, but there, but the, 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 I don't know. Yes to everything you said. Yes to everything you said. What I don't, it's it's the bullshit hypocrisy for me of the who now is like Israel's our ally. We'll do everything to support Israel. Stand with Net. First of all, the stand with Netanyahu. They don't even know what the Nikki Haley needs to not speak anymore ever. You know, yeah, I agree with that. I saw a tweet by some. Jody Ernst. You know Jody Ernst? Yes. She's kind of this MAGA senator from Iowa, right? And she said, uh, you know, I'm thinking of all my friends in Israel. Now, I don't interact on, 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 on Twitter as much. I got in a big argument about baseball the other day, which, you know, I think I was with a guy. in Anyway, but but I try to avoid arguing argue on Twitter. But I wanted to ask her this question. And I would raise this with Haley or any one of these people. Do you have any friends in Israel? Have you, do you have a friendly social relationship with anyone in Israel? who you didn't meet in an official capacity. Have you been in an ordinary Israeli home, right? When you say, like, 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 when, when you hear about people being kidnapped, do you imagine being your family, right? Do you worry that it might've been your family or your friends or friends of your family, do they, you? No, they don't. Because, because you and I do. Right. Right, right? and many, and many, most American Jews do. But for them, it's sound. For now, it's for them. Now it's sound bites. It's completely abstract. It's completely abstract. It's not real, which means they're not playing. They're playing with house money. They don't really care. Right. They're using this. They're using this to attack Joe Biden, right? And let me say something here, <laughs> because he's so old. Joe Biden has been a friend of Israel since before many of these people were born. Right. Right. And that. And and and, and because Joe Biden doesn't love Bibi Netanyahu. That only makes him a better friend of Israel and a better friend of the Jewish people. And you know a big difference between Joe Biden and Bibi Netanyahu? The last time they run for office, Joe Biden got a big majority of the Jewish vote and Netanyahu didn't. Right. The pro- Listen, I agree with a thousand percent of what you're saying. My, I just, I, I sit here and I, not only do I see from the videos and all of the social media coming out of Israel, the celebrations on the streets in London from the Palestinian community. There's going to be a big rally, which could be very problematic this afternoon here, uh, a pro-Palestinian rally. 
there is so the the amount of misinformation and speaking to your point about money and the GOP and them all of them tweeting about the six billion dollar Iranian money that was unfrozen that they think is being used to fund this terror attack, which is completely untrue. Because the money was given month. This has been planned months ago. Just so people are clear, this attack is not like an overnight it thing. It, 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 but it's not the money. They're, they're trying to, like you said, my point is they're trying to pin it on Biden, saying if Biden didn't give Iran the money, there would be no funding. This humanitarian aid, there would be no funding for Hamas. That six billion dollars has absolutely nothing course, to do matter. with this. This is because because all they care about is winning the next election just like Netanyahu. And by the way, those celebrations in, in, in European cities and, and, and maybe even North American cities, they're not misinformed. They're celebrating, you know, they're celebrating because Jews are being killed. That's, and all of a sudden there, there's the silence from, from the whole uh, Free Palestine from the River to the Sea celebrity crew that tweeted that the Haddads are suddenly but, silent. But, but here's a question for you. It sickens me to see those celebrations, right? But I tell you what, I'm not going to celebrate when people in Gaza are killed. Correct. That's correct. You're because not either. Most, uh, most Jews are not going to be in the streets celebrating. Most Jews will be sad about this, right? They may not say much. We're not. I, it, the whole thing is, is... But they are saying it. They are saying that the, what they are... Yes, they need everybody back. Yes, they want the kidnapped victim. Yes, they want the bodies of those that are killed back and desecrated in the street and posted all over social media and the grandmothers that were taken without their medication and forced to pose with Uzis and members of Hamas. Right, and the children. But they also say in that same breath before they finish their comment, and we are torn about the, what is going to come to the civilians in Palestine. Right. Every single Israeli, every single Jew, save, I'm sure, the ultra-Orthodox who are just like, level it all. They're even and saying, the level right, it all, and screw, right. and screw and even right. the and screw even the victims that are there. They just but want Hamas not, let's done. Not be, let's, not, let's not go down that road too far, because there are plenty of Jews in the United States that don't care if Gaza's flattened. Correct. Okay, that's fine. I, I'm just trying you to make a point. I'm just trying to make a point. I think, I do, I do think that intrinsically, that unless you are of that unhinged far right mindset which is even more bizarre because then you are supposedly so caught up in the texture and the scripture and 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 all of those things that it even says in 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 the like you don't kill jews you don't kill people it's and they're the most twisted that anyway but, but also, you know, I, I also just want to point out while you're at it, which is a little, semi, not, not directly related, but, you know, there has long been a dysfunctional codependency between the Hamas extremists and the far right in Israel. Right. right. They need each other. There will be deaths on both sides, but yep. the far right, the people, the, 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 the centrists, the liberals, the let's make peace crowd on both sides will be further silenced because of this conflict. Right. Bibi stays in power. Hamas solidifies its base. Yes. There's ugly and it's death, but in the bigger picture, this is a cycle that continues because both sides benefit from it. Right. I, I agree and, with you 100%. And, 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 and you know, what, what, what Netanyahu has said, and this reflects, I think, a, a majority opinion in Israel, is that we have to do something now to make sure this can't happen again. What does that look like, right? What does that look like? Are we talking about ethnic cleansing? Are we talking about just, you know, 
just 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 you know tens of thousands of how do you make how do you make peace with the people how do you make peace with the people who have in a doctrine to kill all Jews. It is, I think it's like Article 7 in one of their, they, guy was like, it's in their, it's in their doctrine. Kill all Jews. There is no hope no, for peace. Like, but, but. None. But you can, you can, look, you're not going to sit down with the leadership of Hamas and cut a, and you're very unlikely going to sit down with the leadership of Hamas and cut a deal. But you can reduce the popularity, the support for Hamas. And that is what Israel has not tried to do for many years now. Because the presence of Hamas in Gaza is, is at the core, strengthens the, the, the Netanyahu faction, which is, and, and allows him to pursue what he needs to pursue to stay in power. And that's the codependency. I don't think, the, I, I, I don't, how do you see, how it, there is no, there is no two-state solution with Hamas. There, there, there will no, never. Of course there isn't. Of course there is. So, and as long as Hamas is, reflects the majority of opinion of the Palestinian people, we're going to have this problem. But the Israelis' actions, not over the last 48 hours, I don't care about that so much, over the last 20 years has done nothing but strengthen the Hamas faction within the Palestinian people, thus making it impossible to have a two-state solution, thus making it necessary to keep in the minds of them, of the electing people like them, right? And Hamas is the same size, right? How, I mean, you know, so you hear from the Israeli side all the time, how can we possibly negotiate with Hamas? A legitimate question, right? But for the Palestinian side, you might ask, how the hell can we legitimately negotiate with a criminal like Netanyahu? Also a legitimate question. I, don't, I think it's a, I, I think the process is, I think it's going to get so bad. And I think the process is, and I hate saying that. And I think it will, cre- I think it will be, I think it will be here. And I think if it's not already here, I think part of the problem is, you know, Trump kicked over the rock that let every Nazi, anti-Semite, despicable, deplorable, white supremacist out and enabled it. All of a sudden, these same GOP, these same people who couldn't find the spine to call out Ron DeSantis while Nazis were flying flags outside of Disney World and the gazpacho police jokes and the Jewish space laser jokes and the globalist. Because, because, just, because being pro-Israel is their cover for being anti-Semitic, right? It's it's these two issues have nothing to do with each other anymore. How and can you be pro-Israel and anti-Semitic? I don't understand. Because Israel is an abstraction. Because Israel is 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 an extension of American strength in their mind. It's an extension of a Trumpian power. Because they would not be pro-Israel if Israel elected a, a socialist labor government, right? So so it's an extension of their biblical prophecy. But they don't like the Jews, right? QAnon, which right. is you know deeply integrated into the GOP, is essentially a. I mean, it's 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 a kind of it's a. Uh, it's a dressed up old old line anti-Semitic conspiracy. I just right? I don't I have a for me right now the anger. I just I I I can't look at another tweet from another Republican dirtbag who wants to talk about we stand with Israel. This we condemn the Hamas terrorists and then they're in a party that literally has a guy running for the speakership who calls himself David Duke without the baggage. Right. I don't I don't understand it i don't no, i don't either but, but they don't see the contradiction that's what i'm trying to say yeah i guess i don't i'm just hoping i don't know I, i'm hoping enough people see it and this in in a year it, it this is over and they're and they're gone and it's it's because what are, what, what are we going to do what are we going to do it's very i think the concept is also very hard for people to grasp if if i know that every religion has its you know 
points of, you know, there's jokes and there's, you know, slur, slurs-ish kind of thing, you know, and whatever. I just, I truly don't think people understand what it's like when people tell you to, like, go die in an oven or, you know, we want to wipe you up. I don't, I don't think people, it's hard to find the words to really put into, even if you're not the most religious observant Jew, you are connected to the Holocaust. You are connected to the anti-Semitism, whether, what triggers seeing a swastika or what triggers, I have to, I even have this argument with my own brother who doesn't understand what the thin blue line flag triggers in people. Because you know that if God forbid, you cannot trust those people. As a Jew, I would never knock on the door of a house flying that flag. But other people don't understand. Oh, they support the police and they support the fire department. I mean, I mean, the thing about I don't know how to explain it. It hits different. different It's it's right. But the thing about anti-Semitism is that because there are so few Jews, right? I was just another Jewish friend of mine this morning, right? There are so few Jews, even in America, right? Roughly three percent, a little less of the American population is Jewish, right? right? Which means outside of a few metropolitan areas, Jews are few and far between, right? So most people, it's an abstraction. Like what Jewish people are an abstraction, and and if they're politicians, they only meet with them in official settings. But therefore, whereas you know they have no and 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 anti-Semitism is a complex bigotry. It doesn't work the way other bigotries work. So if you're not trained to see the signals. You don't see them, right? So I mean, the one one of the ones that always gets me is the use of the word globalist. Right, a hundred percent. Globalist is Jew, but if you're not Jewish, you can't understand. Them. Right. I've, I've tried to explain this to my students sometimes. You know, here's why, and the Jews kind of because not all the Jews were raised. You know, they get it. And everyone else is like, "What are you talking about?" Right. Yeah. So there's all of these like like the conspiracies, right? Conspiratorial thinking is always a little bit frightening for Jews because it always ends up at the same place. Right. You start at different places, it always ends up at the same place. It's true. But if, but if you're not Jewish, you don't know that. Right. right? So, so people, some, some don't even realize how they're, how they're triggering and some don't care. And, and that's, I think that's what makes the discourse around anti-Semitism so, so complicated. But in addition, there's also the issue, as I see it, that... That and this is at the heart of Israeli politics right now. That what it is to be Jewish is now contested in a way it really hasn't been before, right? Yeah. And therefore, you have, and also you have a, you know, for the Israeli right. I mean, you know, anti-Semitism in its modern form is very much relies on 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 a, on a Jews being a diaspora people because it's all it's it's a fundamentally, you know. Jews aren't really loyal. Jews are part of some bigger international plot. But if you're in Israel and you say the Jews are control the media, well, of course they control the media. Everyone here is Jewish. Right. right? <laughs> of course they control the media. Of course they're the ones making the foreign policy decisions. They're the overall majority, right? Right. So it doesn't quite work that way, right? Israel, Israelis don't have the kind of day-to-day experiences with anti-Semitism that right. the American or other diaspora Jews have, so they don't understand it, Right. So they then filter it into, if you're not attacking Israel, you're not an anti-Semite, which is a very crude understanding and a strange yeah. and a wrong one. And, and then they pass that up to the, the people who they, on the right, who they see as allies politically, which are Republicans. So they say, you know, we don't know what these, we don't care about Jewish people. When was the last time BB spoke out about anti-Semitism in the diaspora? The last time was never. Yeah, never. Right? I was just, yeah. And partially because he doesn't seem to, because he benefits from it. He allies himself a lot of those anti-Semites. Right. But also because I think that there's a blind spot there. I mean, even, even well-meaning Israelis don't always see it because it's kind of, it's a different experience, right? 
But the problem is half, more than half the world's Jews are still living in the diaspora. Right. So with things that Israel does that puts fuel on the fire of anti-Semitism. We, 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 we. And I want to be clear about it. Yeah. I mean, this government, right? Right. Like, like when you empower the most anti-Semitic regime in modern and presidency in modern American history, when you give them cover, right, you are creating problems for American Jews. But people, right. why would he care? He cares about his political career. Full stop. I, and I think a lot, and speaking of careers, and then we can end it, I just want to say it's, it's utterly disappointing. And I think it goes to your point about the issue being so complex is the complete lack of support from celebrities, athletes, to all the athletes who put on an I Can't Breathe shirt, to all the athletes who took a knee, to all the athletes who wear a, pro, you know, protect trans kids, target, you know, on their back flag, to, to everybody who stands up for other types of rights. I think... I understand it's complicated, but the delay in the response when no, and, is and they only care about they only care about anti-Semitism. Ridiculous. The other party doing it right, and I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear any of my Gentile liberal friends getting upset when Trump does something that that, that makes them look bad because it's vaguely anti-Semitic or directly anti-Semitic. If you're not speaking about it all, if you don't care about it all the time, you don't care about it. And, yeah. And I and, and I think we also I, I want to close by saying this. We have tried, we have succeeded in having a thoughtful, nuanced, and honest conversation. What we've talked about is very important and, and, and worth listening to. And, and we have treated our listeners and each other, hopefully, we've, hopefully this was a smart decision, as if they were intelligent, thoughtful people. Right. And, and that means that at this moment, we have said some things that, that, that may not sit so easily with people who are, who are in the fervor of the moment. Right. And, and, but on the other hand, we haven't forgotten the fervor of the moment. We haven't forgotten the atrocities. And yes, the atrocities that, that are being committed uh, by Hamas against the, the Israeli people, against people in Israel. And, and that we are concerned about the civilian casualties that we, that, that have been, we will see in Gaza already and that will increase uh, substantially in in the coming days yeah it's not it's not going to be it's not going to be good and um thank you for having this discussion i know it's really hard I, there's a lot of things that i, I it's hard to it, it i think like you it's hard to put into words it's hard to yeah. encapsulate such a complex set of emotions and try to instill be factual and be insightful and be because we we're also not trying to hurt like we're, we are not trying to inflict any more pain or throw fuel on on the fire i think it's just important to share this and i think that it, it's an it, it's going to be an ongoing conversation and yeah. i think we can revisit it later on down the road and see what happens but i wanted to say just keep your head on a swivel and stay safe because and, and I, I don't joke about that because i've had it thrown in my face and you know verbal assaults and anti-semitism is is disgusting and it's nasty and it sticks with you and uh just be mindful of that. Stand up for each other. Stand up for Israel. And, and you can disagree with the government and you can disagree with its politics and policies, but there's right and there's wrong and there's there are no two sides to this, I think, well, in that regard. All right, Linky. There's no two sides to what Hamas did. There's no two sides to what Hamas did. And that's what I mean. I, I mean, there's always political. The, the political thing is a whole other discourse, but what, what transpired is, is that you cannot end or but that. There is no end or but to that. Right. So, okay. Right on the nose. 
as, right. as usual. Okay, so coming in right under 40 minutes. Thanks for listening. The topic is extremely difficult uh, to talk about for many reasons. Um, it's really complex. It's really tough. I once again encourage everybody to go after Sarah Silverman's podcast on anti-Semitism. I will find the link to it. I will try and give it a listen. Uh, I know it's hard to find the words. I know people are afraid of saying the wrong thing or nothing and seeming indifferent, but saying something, you can try. We're all trying. We're all trying to do our best. Uh, no one is an expert on all things. And if it's coming from the right place, it, it helps. And everything helps in situations like this. So check on your peeps. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're still on the jam every night-ish, 8 o'clock on the Instagram, still raging on the Twitter. Um, yeah, and uh, stay tuned because there will be probably a follow-up to this and uh, probably something else to rant about because things always come up, like Carol sitting on the couch, covering her face with her turtleneck, cracking up because the podcast <laughs> never ends. She doesn't. No one understands how difficult it is to just stop talking. Just say goodbye. Okay, thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.